Mm. Fix it with the cash. Like, let, let, let everybody be happy. Don't give me petty money and tell me, uh, yeah, we're just giving you petty and yeah, uh, we've given you this. I was nice to you when your mother or dad was like, I, I found, give us the proper stuff we deserve. Mm. The, the negotiation was quick, fast, to the point, and he was extremely happy with what he got. And you know why? Because, because people spoke up. You're listening to Adishokbe Live, the Afrobeat podcast. Right. Welcome to a brand new edition, of course, episode of Adi Chopin Live, the official Afrobeats podcast. I'm Adi Chopin Olajide, and this is where we discuss all the Afropop culture headlines, including celebrity guest interviews and music slash movie reviews. Well, breaking it down and sharing our own thoughts and opinions on what's going on. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. That's on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, uh, SoundCloud. Subscribe, like, and share. And, of course, comment. We'd really appreciate that. And if you're in the UK, we're also on uh, Yanga TV airing every Saturday at 7.30 p.m. and Mondays at 7 p.m. on Sky Channel 186 and Freeview 171. Joining me to discuss this week's headlines is CEO and co and founder of African Cool Merch, TJ, my brother. How are you doing? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. L- listen, man, I've got to say thank you very much for my merch. You know, listen. as always, a Yoruba boy, I had to represent. Keep <laughs> <laughs> representing, man. It fits nice. <laughs> listen, man, thank you very much for coming in. Um, let's look at some of the headlines that we're going to be discussing this week. Uh, Ugandan presidential elections take place with singer-turned-politician Bobby Wine take, uh, taking on the 36-year incumbent, Uweri uh, Museveni. Popular Nigerian slash African blogger and comedian Tunde Ednot's return to Instagram breaks followers' records within days, unfortunately, gets the new account blocked again. Police arresting club goers in Lagos, Nigeria for breaking COVID-19 curfew. Uh, Ghanaian star Shatawale's manager Bulldog arrested for allegedly threats made to new re-elected Ghanaian president and of course, popular DJ uh, and billionaire daughter Copy, uh, DJ Copy expresses disappointment at being blocked on socials by artist and colleague Zlatan Ibile and lots more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's get into it. We start in Uganda, where one of the most anticipated elections in Africa took place this past week. Now, billed in some quarters as old versus the new, as young singer-turned-politician Bobby Wine takes on 36-year incumbent President Yoweri Museveni in hotly contested race. Now, Bobby Wine, who has been arrested at least once in the last month, has consistently spoken out against alleged voter suppression, voter intimidation, and use of security operatives such as police and the army in attacking supporters of the opposition to the incumbent president. Now, well, the president, Yoweri Museveni, has denied continued allegations by members of the opposition and the international media saying Bobby Wine's arrest in the past was down to breaking COVID-19 crowd-gathering restrictions and elections were free and fair. Now, it has to be said that the government in Uganda instructed internet service providers to shut down the country's internet, making it difficult for the international community to follow the goings-on in the country. Um, Well, at press time, the results are still being counted as Bobby Wine gave a press conference on Friday morning claiming victory and being in the lead, even though he said votes were not cast in certain areas. However, the Electoral Commission in Uganda 
has denied his claims as the vote counting continues. Uh, apart from that, shocking videos were seen on social media where a woman can be seen being physically dragged by members of the armed forces with uh, her young son in the background crying out, you know, for his mother. It's now been said that allegedly that was Bobby Wine's wife. TJ, uh, the Ugandan elections, we've spoken about it previously. Yeah. Uh, first of all, what are your thoughts about this election? How important is it? And um, Bobby Wine's candidacy and experiences so far. Honestly, I feel like it's a momentous time for Africa generally. Mm. And I think Bobby Wine is doing something powerful that should inspire, you know, other youths across Africa to do more. Yeah. Um, with the amount of harassment, aggression yeah. Bobby Wine has gone through, you would have thought he would have just ducked and left the country. Mm. Um, but he has been inspirational. His resilience against oppression and the 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 sort of high on hand yep. this um incumbent i would not call his name because i think you, you would be giving him more power by you know calling his name so i would just refer to him as incumbent mm. has been very very brutal and so i think it's a it's 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 a powerful time for us as african youth to tap into that energy mm -hmm. whether bobby wine wins or not He's doing something powerful. The fact that he's yeah, standing up absolutely. under difficult circumstances mm -hmm. in the last couple of months. He's been arrested twice. He's been physically brutalized a couple of times. During the times, uh, during one of the times he was arrested, about uh, riots went off in the country with 50, allegedly 54 people dying. You know, at the, you know, doing those uproars and stuff like that. So it is a difficult situation to, to, to be in. And what about the video we saw of the lady being put up? I, I'll be honest with you, I haven't been confident enough to watch that video. It is shocking. And I yeah. think that's why um, they've gone ahead to shut down social media and to shut down the internet, internet because they do not want, you know, people to see some of the stuffs, some of the atrocious, you know, stuff's going on 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 ground in Uganda. But, you know, what still keeps amazing me about this all is the fact that these guys, mm. Bobby Wine, <coughs> his wife, his family, yeah. they've stood up to the establishment. And we have to continue to tap from that energy. Now, take it, Uganda's, 70% of Uganda's population is below 30. Yeah, the that, youth. That, that's case, the incumbent, incumbent mm. 30%. Um, 70% of those guys. So I, I guess it's time for a change, but this guy does not want to relinquish power for, for you know, for the, for, for the youth. What about his argument saying that, you know, he's, he continues to contest for elections because the people in Uganda demand that he does and the elections have been free and fair so far? Then make the it fair, election. make it fair. Allow the internet, like who shuts down the internet? A few you know, like hours before before an election, mm. who shuts down the internet? It's only a scared person. And I'll borrow from the words of um, Lord Acton, um, British politician. It says, "Absolute power corrupts absolutely." Hmm. This man has been in power for more than thirty years, right? Thirty-six right. years. Yeah. Yes, you started off with good intention, and now you've been there for like more than thirty years. Your power is corrupted, because what is happening right now is. The fact that your moral sense has basically been diminished over the period of the time you've been in power. For. Mm. So for me, 
I just think it's time for you to go and you're just still holding on to it. So whether Bobby Wine wins or not, the fact is Bobby Wine is inspiring youths across Africa. I've been in rooms um, on chat, um, Clubhouse yep. and you see the conversation and a lot of people are in solidarity with them. You see some Sorosuke, you know, yeah. comrades yeah. talking about it. And that for me is, is what I am gaining from it. It's not even about the win for Bobby Wine anymore. It's the fact that the there step. are youths, yeah, the youths across Africa now standing up to this same, you know, hold hugs and establishment. Hmm. So for me, it's about the lesson that we're actually capturing from this moment. Absolutely. We'll be following this story closer to find out what the results of the election is. Now, we head over to Nigeria where shocking videos of police officers and security operatives mm -hmm. arresting club goers in Lagos went viral. The story goes like this. The Lagos state put a curfew in place due to the second wave of the COVID-19 uh, virus between 12 a.m. and 4 a.m. However, some clubs have continued to carry on business as usual, with Lagos still full of holidaymakers from Europe and the United States of America. Well, this past week, social media blew up when videos showing police officers dressed like SWAT officers stood in the middle of nightclub announcing a shutdown and marching club goers outside, firstly having them sit on the floor before eventually marching them into the waiting police prisoner transportation truck popularly known in Nigeria as the Black Maria. Oh, no. Now, in one of the videos, uh, in one of the videos, whilst the, lady, uh, the ladies were being marched into the Black Maria, a lady with an American accent can be heard saying to the police officer, uh, please, uh, to the police officer, please, can someone tell me why I'm being arrested, please? <laughs> <laughs> to which the oh, police wow. officer replied, move on, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Telling the lady and others to get into the truck. It was later reported that the arrested club goers were moved between police stations with people paying around 50,000 naira, believed to be around 100 pounds, to be released, making it a lucrative night for the police officers and a nightmare mm. for the party goers. Now, um, my brother TJ, yes. um, <laughs> we saw the videos, uh, <laughs> some of the popular personalities in the UK, such as Toba Bad Guy uh, uh, and, and my cousin uh, Marvin Obey, were also in one of the clubs where the police officers came into and arrested the people. Um, fortunately for them, I don't know how they got, got around this, mm. Toba the mastermind that he is, decided to find a way to get him and his guests that he invited into the club dressed as the waiters and waitresses. Hence, wow. the police forces leaving them in the club and arresting everybody else. To be honest with you, that... you. That deserves a round of applause, okay. my brother. You know what I mean? Like, yes. listen, I, 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 I grew up in Nigeria. Anybody that can beat the police officers at that crucial time where they're already counting the dollars needs to be given, uh, uh, you know, some special mention. However, there's a curfew in Lagos. Mm -hmm. You are on holiday in Nigeria. A lot of the people that were arrested, like I said, were either from America, from the United Kingdom, from Europe. Why would people take such a risk mm. to put themselves in police stations in Nigeria, All brother? Right. So I'm not trying to play the case for them, yeah. but you obviously know in the UK, we've been on lockdown for a while. Yeah. So a lot of people have been trying to get out of the country <laughs> just because, you know, it's, it has been mentally They went to Dubai, they went to Ghana. Yes. But I still wonder why somebody would fly all the way to Nigeria to go and put themselves 
at you know in front of the hams like it, it, like it's just when i saw the video i was just like what is going on here and obviously with the accent and everything I'm like this is the diaspora family yeah. back at home in africa breaking the rules yeah. and you know about to get shopped into black cup Ma black maria black maria i'm like are you for real like and like you said, it was a lucrative night for the police officers. Lucrative um, night, brother. You, if you can pay your way out, you, you pay your way out. But um, I even saw pictures of who seemed or turned out to be the brand new artist that was signed to DMW, the young lady. She was sat on the floor. Has she spoken about this? Because I, 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 I wasn't too sure myself. Yeah, what I would say to you it is this. It looked like it. It looked like her. However, the fact that she has neither denied... Not confirmed hmm. proves hmm. that. Let's hang know. it there. Let's hang it there. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> you know, but again, you know, for me, I just thought, just like you said, Nigeria, listen, when you're going to third world countries on holiday, regardless of where you're coming from, you know, you've already put yourself in the, uh, you're putting yourself in arms way dealing with the security 100%, 100%. forces. 100%. Everything operates completely differently. When I heard the lady's voice when she said, excuse me, please, uh, can anybody tell me why I'm being arrested? Uh, I'm yeah, like, oh like, my God. She, she's even lucky she didn't get a slap. Seriously. <laughs> like, I, to think about the fact that, you know, the diaspora family was key during the Sorosuke movement, yes, yes. you know, protesting against police officers. Yes. And that was just a great night for the police officer. Like, well, yes, we've been looking for you guys. <laughs> And finally, you, you you came, and it was just funny. I, I, I mean, some of us were having a you know a, a laugh over it because you know we're not able to go to Nige and yes. do the same thing and break the laws. You know, we're following strictly Street the rules. Boris Johnson has set for us. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a very funny night, but it could have also turned real sour. Absolutely. If the, um, I mean, police officers were you know trying to be really nasty, really rude and, so and nasty. It's just dangerous. I, I would I would never do that to myself. And the funny thing is. The curfew, you know, from what I'm being told, is mm -hmm. just between 12 a.m. and 4 a.m. You're in Nigeria. There's so many other things Options, you yeah. can do before 12 and after 4 a.m. You can host your own house party. Even, you know, you can do your own thing. Just going to that club thing, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. And obviously, it's, it's word of mouth. Club owners probably gone. We've settled them, yeah, yeah, yeah. quote unquote, and everybody's come to you, and all of a sudden you have police. Like that would have been a nightmare for me if I was there. Like, <laughs> can you to... imagine? Ah. Can you imagine ending up on all the blogs with you know oh, getting was... arrested? You. I was just nah. thinking to myself, like, and the funny thing is, if you were there, if I was in Nigeria, the the sad thing is, you're more than likely going to be there because yeah. your friends that have also traveled from the UK and the United States they'll give you a call yeah, and everyone. say yo my brother hey Carla what are you doing come party with us 100% you show up boom the next thing first of all the champagne will turn into black water in your <laughs> apparently a lot of people paid their way out before, before they, they got on the black maria yeah, but so. unfortunately you okay if you got invited out like some of the women did he got invited out by guys. So if the guy already has made up his mind, I ain't spending my 50 grand on you. I have to spend on my You're on your own, bro. You're on your own, no. And I think that's why we saw a lot of, like, ladies um, on, on, on the pictures because, yeah. you know, you have to sort yourself out before them. And a lot of women sometimes, quote, like, go to the space without actually taking money with them. 
and obviously it was pretty embarrassing. Some of the stops on Twitter was mad. It was, mad. It was really, really mad. <laughs> well, we head over to Ghana where this past week, uh, popular music consultant and manager to dancehall superstar Shatawale Shata. in Bulldog was arrested by the NIB, uh, in bracket National Investigation Bureau, for allegedly making threats to the newly re-elected president Nana Akufuado. Now, Bulldog, whilst being interviewed on UTV in Ghana, was talking about people who have allegedly lost money in the now defunct company Men's Gold. He said, and I quote, as for the Men's Gold money, it will come. If not, Nana Ado will, if not, Nana Ado will run. He will not finish his four years. I am telling you, he no go finish his four years. End quote. Uh, he said that, and Afia Schwarzenegger, who was on the show, um, argued that you are threatening the president. And uh, Bulldog replied, shut up. It's not your business. Don't put words in my mouth. Well, shortly after the show, he was arrested by men believed to be security operatives and was later arraigned in court. According uh, to reports from a court correspondent on Angel TV, Bulldog appeared in court looking remorseful with over 15 armed policemen guarding him in the courtroom. Sheesh. Now, well, his lawyer pleaded with the judge that he wasn't threatening the president and neither was he inciting unrest in Ghana and was just engaging in a TV debate and his words were misunderstood. The judge later granted him bail of around 70,000 cities, which should probably be around $15,000, including three shorties believed to be civil servants, adjourning the case till the 28th of January 2021. Now, Bulldog is one of, is is somebody that I know very well, an intelligent young man that's cracked the the the, the Afro beats uh, African entertainment system for over a decade, being at the forefront of introducing incredible talents to the world. He brought the likes of I One Five Five. The list goes on back in like 2010 to the UK, and then his partnership with Shatawale was monumental. Taking you know, taking Shatter to Shatter in, movement. Exactly. Incredible heights that we've never seen before. This is not the first time Bulldog has said controversial, made controversial statements. A couple of weeks ago, we had reported here on Adi Chappelle Live that he spoke about one of his artists back then that resorted to Juju, a.k.a. Voodoo, a.k.a. Black Magic, to be successful, successful in the music wow. business. Okay. Fast forward to now, he found himself in this situation. Now, a, a brief background about Men's Gold. Men's Gold was a gold uh, mining company, uh, I think in about 2014, that the Ghanaian government also found out that they were operating as an illegal bank, with people keeping money in their bank and borrowing money and stuff like that. So I think in 2018, um, the, the bank license was revoked by the Ghanaian uh, government, with the CEO uh, disappearing into Dubai and ultimately eventually getting arrested, coming back to Ghana to come and face trial. Uh, the reason why the company was very popular was because the CEO of Men's Gold also owned Xylophone Media, which also had a record label that housed the likes of, I believe, Stone Boy and Shatawali at the time. So they had not only uh, were they dealing in the, in the business and the money side, they also had a little bit of celebrity status with the CEO dipping and dabbing into entertainment. Now, once the company license was revoked, a lot of the locals in Ghana at the time that had saved their money in there, the money 
hasn't, you know, a lot of people couldn't get the money back. But there's been a conglomerate of people that are still being clamoring, shouting at the government to find a way to reimburse them the money that they had put into the company, even though the company's license had been revoked. So brings me back to Bulldog. Bulldog on that TV channel was now speaking pretty much on behalf of the people of the who had lost money in money. men's gold. However, his words were construed as uh, making threats at the, the president of Ghana and inciting violence. And we saw what that did in the United States of America. Yeah, you, you cannot threaten a president. Mm. And obviously, I mean, you have to be very, very careful when you are going on live TV yeah. to say something about a president. And the president don't don't necessarily have to instruct the security apparatus to come and pick you up. That's a different entity. Yes, they would decide that you're actually doing too much mm. and pick you up. But what we can also see there is that it was taken to court. It's got his bail. Absolutely, within twenty four hours. That is a process. Mm. That's what we are talking about, and that's what we need to start looking at. Where you know, even if you you get nicked by the most powerful man mm. in the country. You still go follow the process. process, and for me, so w when you you were you know bringing up the story, I could just like relate that straight back to Sorosuke movement for us back in, in Nigeria. Nigeria. And you just think, you know, these guys actually have process going on. Absolutely, and you know, so you have to definitely give a big shout out to Ghana. To, you have to, you have to. But going back to the um, to the topic, you cannot threaten the president. You're, that's just not... You have to watch your words. You cannot. You cannot. You're, you're definitely turning around the, the, the dangerous grounds of getting picked up hmm. and, you, you know, you and your brand getting dragged. Hmm. His name is Bulldog. Very funny name. <laughs> I mean, that's that, my... Yeah. He's a hard guy. But what about the other part that says inciting unrest? Because his statement there as well can be perceived as seen to kind of just... Uh, raise temperatures amongst the people that are still hurting for their money that's been lost and they could take to the streets, take to government buildings. So we also, apart from threatening government, we also need to be careful with how we, in, you know, we speak in public so we don't we are not seen as inciting unrest. We saw what happened in the United States of America yeah. where the president for the first time in history, I believe, mm. has been impeached for the second time in office for inciting violence and basically insurrection against the United States of America. That's just the pretty word of pretty much saying uh, a coup d'etat because yeah. those guys Absolutely. attacked the seat of power. Absolutely. And to go back to Bulldog... Mm. Um, I mean, the locals, you know, the locals, are, we're dealing with emotions, right? Absolutely. You lost money, you know, and we're talking about people that actually go through everyday struggle. Yes. You know how it is back at home in Ghana. Farmers so, and, yeah, and co that have really put in work and sweat. Yeah, so it has a bit of rights to sort of advocate for them. Yeah. But it's a really great, you know, area. You have to do it you the right to, way. You have to do it the right way. And so, I mean, I cannot fault him for being a bit emotional. But whenever it comes to you know, talking directly to the president or addressing, it, it's, it's just not, don't play around with it, especially in a third world country. Hmm. You, you're going to get nicked. And in, in most cases, you, people will just forget you there because they, they, can, they can actually bring so many stuffs around, you know, that same point that you've just raised. Yep. And, you know, they have the law, the lawyers, they have the power, they have everything they, you know, they can use against you. So absolutely, you should not be playing around that area at all. At all. It, it's going to become a, a, a hero amongst the locals yeah. because they feel like it's advocating speaking, for them. Yeah, because even the, the group that's also fighting for the rights of the people who had lost their money in the men's gold firm, 
uh, a speaker spo spoke and said, you know, they need to release him. He was just telling the truth. People, you know, yeah. so they must have been happy that someone in his position who had a mouthpiece also spoke on their behalf. And now when people go back, oh, Shatawale's manager is arrested. They it go back to the story. Mm. So they go back to the story. It sheds more light into it. So obviously you're, you're, you're now looking at that story again going, oh, actually these people have been done bad. Because you, you yes. cannot, you revoke somebody's license. What about the money? Yeah. You know, you, you can at least make arrangement for that. And some of those things are just done um, without, you know, proper consideration mm. about the people, the normal everyday people that are actually putting money in those banks. So, mm. yeah, I'm kind of like leaning towards Bulldog on this, even though, you know, it was picked up. I, I, I sort of feel... <laughs> even though you understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, my people? My name is Adi Shopperalaji, a.k.a. Shops. You do a.k.a. the energy god. And I'm officially on Fanbase. Now, Fanbase is a partner of Adi Shopperalaji, the official Afrobeats podcast. So you can hit me up on there if you have any questions about getting into the music industry, about the Afrobeats culture, and I'll specifically speak to you. Like I said, I'm giving free advice on Fanbase at the moment. So make sure you join Fanbase and hit me up for more information. <laughs> anyway, staying in Ghana as eyebrows were raised because popular heartthrob and singer Kiddy claimed in an interview that he recorded his bedroom exploits <laughs> for music inspiration. Oh, now, the enjoyment singer said his music inspiration comes at different times in different places and different situations. He went on to say he usually he is usually inspired for new music whilst in the restroom, whilst doing the number two, or sometimes whilst he's in a love-making session. <clears throat> well, Kiddy claims one of the records on his popular EP titled Freaky, his popular EP Blue titled Freaky Lord mm. came about whilst in love-making mode and the result, shall we say, wasn't too bad. Uh, <laughs> he went on to say, as a creative, the biggest fear is getting inspiration for, for a chorus or a song and completely forgetting it shortly afterwards. Hence why artists record a whole bunch of voice notes to remind themselves of the vibe they once got. So judging by the success of the record Freaky Lord on Blue, he decided to take the unusual decision to record his love-making sessions and probably play back to see if any inspiration was missed. It has to be said that it's unclear if the recordings are approved by the other party involved in this inspirational sessions uh, <laughs> by Kitty. So my brother TJ, you yes. are a creative who yes. is the CEO of African Cool Merch. You make incredible merchandise cool like African the one merch. I'm wearing now. Yep, um, do, you do you find yourself in any position like this where you have to record uh, love-making sessions? <laughs> no, no, not yet, not yet, <laughs> not yet, um, not yet. <laughs> As creative, sometimes you have mental blocks mm. and sometimes you need, definitely, you need to seek new inspirations. Mm. And, I mean, like my last um, collection, which was titled um, October Skirmish, it was it was more of an inspiration to challenge the youth mm. to um, actually do more. And we, we didn't know because we wanted to release it um, before October 1st for the independence. Wow. So I created that just to kind of like sh like shout out to the youths like guys we need to do something and, and then, then the ensign happens and for, for so for different creatives it's different things for myself if i'm at home if i can get that inspiration i would definitely probably go to the seaside or find um 
you know, somewhere with a lot of nature. Mm. And that for me helps me. So it's different. But with musicians, you know, musicians do crazy stuff, man. Um, you know, you have a lot of like crazy stuff. I mean, was it, what's his name again? There's this rock star. Um, his name Osborne. Hmm. Osborne does some crazy stuff. Ozzy. Yeah, he yeah. does some crazy stuff. So I'm not surprised with Kiddy. Absolutely. What, but what about the love making session? Yeah, Kiddy makes great music. <laughs> And for and him, Kiddy, if you don't know, they call him Girl Them Sugar. Uh -huh. You know, so is for it, the ladies. It's 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 right. It's on brand. Let's just put it that way. It's on <laughs> brand for him, and I I just think he has to be careful because obviously, um, <laughs> but he's a creative, and creatives go to different lengths to do stuff. I mean, mm. if you look at Kanye West, like some of the stuffs, like absolutely, yeah. So Kiddy, it's it's on brand, man. I I'm in full support of it. Absolutely. <laughs> Incredible. Love making sessions on audio. Madness. F fantastic. <laughs> anyway, we head over to the news that popular comedian and blogger Tunde Ednott, whose former Instagram page was disabled by Instagram at over 2 million followers due to rumors of constant reporting and copyright infringement. After weeks away from Instagram, the blogger opened a new account under the name King Tunde Ednott, which instantly went viral with Nigerian celebrities and stars such as Don Jazzy, David Doe from Kakintele, to name a few, were quick to ask their followers to give the blogger a follow on his new account, which we all did. Now, the account went from zero to half a million followers in hours, wow. and within two days had reached the million follower mark. Shortly after a million followers, uh, the media and fans woke up to the news that new his new account had been disabled leaving millions scratching their heads to why the new account had been disabled, especially as the blogger hadn't broken any rules since his return. Now, Tunde Ednott's page was seen as a daily news blog, informing followers of goings-on, as well as promoting rising talents in the entertainment world. It has to be said that being a blogger comes with its negatives, as folks unhappy with the, their portrayals on the blog become enemies who stop at anything to bring down the blogs. One said Tunde Ednott's sworn enemy is entertainer Speed Dalentin, who consistently, repeatedly asked the blogger not to post his content or share anything in relation to him. Not long after the blogger's second page was taken down, videos surfaced of Speed Dalentin appearing, you know, to rain curses at the blogger, uh, the blogger and threatening Hell's Fury. Uh, Tunde Ednott's page is one of the most popular pages in African entertainment and, and, and celebrity news and gossip and just all-round entertainment. So when the initial page had been deleted, a lot of us were hugely disappointed and, and kind of like, wow, what happened there? Especially for someone like me who experienced uh, an Instagram account taken down in the past. Oh, for real? Absolutely. Wow. In, 2019, in 2019, uh, due to copyright infringement. At the time, I did, as everybody knows, I'm an Afrobeats enthusiast, yeah. so I post a lot of Afrobeats music videos. I celebrate our big wins and collaborations with international artists. Unfortunately, by 2019, when uh, the likes of Sony and other record labels had gone into battles with Instagram, yeah. Instagram decided to tighten the United Kingdom and American kind of copyright Copyrights. infringement stuff. Now... A lot of our A-list artists like Whiskey, David O and Co. had signed to labels like Sony. Yeah. So for every content that we had posted, 
going back, people like myself, Instagram just started coming back hard. Wow. And then on the final day, I remember uh, David had just re released a song, uh, Blow My Mind, featuring uh, Chris Brown, yeah. one of my favorite artists in the world, two of my favorite artists in the world on one of the most incredible records ever. I looked at that record and I knew that there was, you know, this was going to be a danger for me to post. But I was so committed to shouting to the world that, you know, one of my favorite artists from Something Nigeria out. has collaborated with one of the biggest artists yeah. in Chris Brown. So I took just a little bit of content and I posted that. Once I posted that, boom, within minutes, Instagram just shut down the account. I think I was close to like a hundred grand then. Whoa. Yeah, it was the big, Whoa. boom, it just went. What was that for? What was that like for you? The first couple of hours, you just feel like hurt, traumatized, disappointed. That all of the works that you've done, all of, you know, but because of the kind of mentality I have, which is a mentality that first of all believes that those social media platforms can go at any time. Mm -hmm. You know, anything that's being controlled by any other platform or whatever, you really don't have you the don't power have and control over it. So I knew that first of all, if I could build that Instagram account, I could build another one. Mm -hmm. Even though I was disappointed. But I just, within two days, I reopened another account and I started work operating from there. But with Tunde, it was a different story. Everybody felt that loss. What are your thoughts about the first account being deleted and then ultimately the hard work that they had done within 48 hours for the second account? And then that just went. So with, with Tunde Ednot, yeah. I, I obviously don't follow him, yeah. um, just like a few of um, the other blogs, because, yeah. you know, sometimes it might be too much. can be too much. Yes. So, yeah. But from time to time, I check on this stuff when somebody says, oh, have you seen this on yeah. Tunde Ednot's page? So obviously when I heard the whole thing about, you know, his Instagram account was deleted, I was like, ah, what's going on? So I, I sort of gathered that within the community, yeah. there's some people that you know, don't F with him, basically. Mm -hmm. And which brings me to the point of sometimes we always clamor that we want a liberal, progressive society. Mm -hmm. And I think people sometimes take bloggers too personal. And Absolutely. And attach so much sentiment to it. Mm -hmm. And there's no need for it, to be honest. Yes, it might, you know, today might, you know, say some stuff, caption some stuff that would go, you know, and touch your nerve, especially if you're the subject. But we should just treat him as a media guy. And he's, you know, I, I understand he has some responsibilities, but I think peop, they, they've taken it too far first by trying to, by shutting down his first account. And now, secondly, like, he's put out a new account, obviously. Hasn't committed any crime, hasn't, hasn't any done crime, anything. And you guys have gone again at him to sort of shut the second account down. And I just think that's not... And for me, I also think a lot of people really don't um, know the backstory of Tunde Ednot. Tunde Ednot initially started as a comedian. So even though he's changed his career slightly with the blogging, he is still a comedian. He is a blogger with a personality, mm. with an opinion, mm -hmm. who also tries to entertain. So most of the content he posts or shares, he comes from his entertainment angle, mm. adding his own one or two cents to it. Usually comedians are not supposed to be taken that personally. Because they could, you go to a comedy show, you, if you're unlucky to be the one sitting in the front row, Jesus, man. 
I, You're I, done. I think I, I think it's just this thing where in Africa, once we know the person that runs the media, we're expecting to, to, to respect That's you. That's it, because nobody's going at Shade Borough and you know having <sighs> a go at them because you can have a go at the brand, but you but don't know who's yeah, behind so it. That's what I'm saying. So for for me, I'm like you just attach too much sentiments to it, and I think it has now turned to a hate thing where yes. you know some group of people have decided we're gonna bring your business down. And to be honest, like there's no need for that because we do need some people to be able to actually report the way these guys are reporting. Hmm. Don't forget, he knows some of these um, acts. That Absolutely. Takes Entertainers and stuff. But he's still able to do that. And that's what we need. Absolutely. That's what we need. I don't know if you remember Osags. Um, yes. There was a time, he, you know, he, he, there were... Facts uh, only. Facts only. And challenging other people. Absolutely. In ways that Absolutely. we do not see journalists and people challenge them. Absolutely. So for me, I'm, I'm like... For me, know. you know, you touched on the nerve there, especially with Osags. Um, he's still somebody that... I'm in contact with, I communicate with regularly. I believe his voice is uh, extremely essential to Important. our pop culture. Yeah. Yes, he might have gone overboard sometimes or said certain things that he shouldn't have said. A lot of people make mistakes. However, his, you know, his backstory, the amount of knowledge he has, the amount of interest he has in the pop culture is essential to the growth of the culture. If you look at people like Charlemagne, I, I follow Breakfast Club yep. for the entire time that they've been up. Uh, the Charlemagne that I started watching in 2010 or 2008 is not the Charlemagne that you hear and see today. True. He has been a completely transformed human being who understands the power of his voice a lot more and respects creatives uh, within the entertainment industry and he only ever goes hard at people when they make silly mistakes and I believe each one of us can, should be allowed to go through these transformative stages to to ensure that like it's simple the reason why Arisha Poe Live the official Afrobeats podcast podcast was created was to celebrate the Afropop culture because I believe in my slogan which says if we don't celebrate ourselves nobody else will no do it would. the reason why Afrobeats is where we are is because of the variety of you know, enthusiastic people within the culture Absolutely. that have put their lives on the line via the blogs, you know, via their personalities, platforms, yeah. radios, and blogs. It's it, it's very important. And Tune Ednot has a role. I mm. mean, you know that even when he came back online, there were people that were like so excited. I was excited. That he came back. I so was I, I, I now feel like this all, because I sort of related with cancel culture. Like, we, mm. we must bring down this business. We must bring down this entity. Mm. There's no need for it. There's enough space for storytelling, blogging, and all of this. So for me, I, I don't, I mean, as somebody that does not follow him like that, mm. I just, just feel like people need to be, be more tolerant mm. and not attach too much sentiments, especially if we're going to be a progressive society Absolutely. As, as we want to claim, because you need people like that. And yeah. because somebody else might be looking at Tune Ednot's model and thinking, you know what, I can do this. I can twist it. Absolutely, absolutely. So canceling him out for me, it's not, it's not a win. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Well, um, over to the UK where popular DJ Copy yes. uh, shared on social media that it's been ten months since she was blocked on Instagram and WhatsApp by her former friend and rapper, of course, Zanku boss Zlatan Ibile, without an explanation. She went on to say that they were actually friends and they created. A hit together in gelato, and so and she was surprised at the Instagram and WhatsApp blocking without an explanation. Basically, Zlatan, as at press time, has failed to respond to 
the allegations and neither has his uh, representative said anything about the story or his former friendship with billionaire daughter DJ Copy. Was it right for DJ Copy to share that story on social media? She's heartbroken. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you if you look at it the other way, you might go, maybe she's trying to seek attention. Hmm. And people have, you know... People have tried to yeah. say that. But she it, when you look at it, you're like, okay, somebody misses a friend and is probably just reaching out. And I think it's probably, you know, the, the, the other, which is, I think it, she misses that time. And, and then she probably was surprised that he's just blocked her. Like I said, they, they made the record together. They went on some crazy promo run. The video was incredible. Yeah, you know, that. there was so much noise about the Gelato record. And all of a sudden, it was even shocking to me in the first place to hear that they had no relationship for the last 10 months. I'm like, wow. It would be good to know, actually, what went well, on. Well, yeah, well, no. it would be good to hear from um, Bebo and the From Zlatan. <laughs> it would be, be good. But, um, yeah, I think she's I think she, she's hot that mm. she you know, a, a friend has just disappeared. Mm. And that could be very um, stressful because if you just block somebody out without, without explanation. Yeah. So we need to find out from Zlatan what's going on. Yeah. What about what about you know people posting stuff like that on social media if they have personal issues with other people or they what are your thoughts about expressing those intimate information to mm. to the social media do you think is okay or? well it, everyone's prerogative it's up to you because copy is you know at least an artist or a yes, DJ. Yes, she's an entertainer yeah, now. Entertainer. She's got an album out. Copy, Go check it yeah, out. Yeah, you know, she, she's an entertainer. I think a decision to bring it to the public is probably down to the frustration that she's unable to communicate with it. Yes. And she's just trying to like, you know, I'm asking now. I'm putting it out there. But then you can also say she can actually go through other, other celebrities. So we don't we don't know her intention. We mm. don't. We cannot really she's she's the only one that can explain that. But from my perspective, I think the lady's hot and she's missing a friend. So obviously Zlatan needs to come and tell us what what's gelato in between. Yeah, man, we definitely need to know now. Uh, over to Nigeria, where prominent broadcaster and my colleague, Tools O'Neill, shout out to the BFM, by the way, uh, spoke out asking for stiffer punishments for those who falsely accuse people of rape. The broadcaster went further to say false rape allegations ruins lives of the accused and can cause irreparable damage to their reputation. In response to tools, another media personality, Natasha Nwube, uh, countered the argument saying that although agreed that false rape accusations is condemnable and destroys lives, but she said that cases of false rape accusations don't compare to the many cases of rape victims who speak up yet do not get justice. Natasha went further saying that calling for tough punishments on, and I quote, women who allegedly falsely accuse men is opening a door that will eventually do more harm than, quote. Uh, she went on to say the odds are already not in the favor of the abused survivors. A clever rapist can simply take advantage of the loopholes. Latasha also went further to say that some of those who are vocal about r false rape accusations are rape apologists. Um, in conclusion, she said that we need a system that works 
so that it's easier to prove rape cases and get justice for rape victims so as to reduce cases of false accusations. Now, both Latasha and Tools um, later agreed a justice system that works is needed. Accessibility to rape kits at the lowest levels are necessary and guaranteeing the safety of witnesses free from intimidation are paramount and better forensic training on evidence collection is required. Ultimately, all making it easier to identify real rape cases and false rape accusers will think twice about making unfounded claims. Now, this is one of the most sensitive topics in the world. Um, you know, rape is, in my opinion, one of the most heinous crimes that was ever made in this world. Uh, I put it right next to uh, abuse of kids and mm -hmm. murder. Rape damages not only a single life, but it can damage an entire family because of one terrible action carried out by some irresponsible criminal that needs to be locked behind bars. However, you know, Tools touches on a point here. She's a mother. She's a mother of two now who has two young boys and just thinking on the side of the young men that, you know, or probably someone that she knows who has been falsely uh, accused of rape. It is true that it does damage lives and can make irreparable damage to the reputation of the person accused, falsely accused of rape. However, Latasha also comes with a strong point. Once you start to raise, the, increase the punishments for people that uh, falsely accuse people of rape, then there might be a loophole in there that a, 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 a crooked rapist can still be able to wiggle his way out. Because we've got to be honest, in most cases, is her word against his. And sometimes is who has the better representation, unfortunately, in the community that we all come from, particularly in third world countries like Nigeria. What are your thoughts about both cases and both arguments? I will start by saying, say no to rape. Stop, One thousand stop percent. raping people. Absolutely. Like, I, I hate that crime. It's, it's uh, the worst. It's just one of the worst crimes, like you said. And it's just, you know, it's on a level where you, you begin to question in today's world when there's social media, when, hmm. you know, you, you're like, there are lots of young women, men in, you know, relationship. It's so easy to find companionship. Why Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but I am with tools on this. And I think I've been in sort of a debate with a, a few friends about this before. And I feel like Tools is bang on point. Mm -hmm. You cannot, it's time to start actually, because to start actually, you know, making it tougher for people to accuse people falsely. To really prosecute it is, them. It is, you know what? When you accuse somebody that hasn't done something, yeah, wrongly, the damage is not just of now, it's forever. Hmm. In today's world, it's an internet world. Most likely, hmm. you would have the person being dragged online. Online. And it's, it stays there for life. You're not taking it back. I do not pray either myself Absolutely. or you or anybody, you know, find themselves in that position. Absolutely. So, and the thing is, people are quick to move on faster when somebody's accused of rape. They move on and they forget the subject hmm. that's been accused. So that's been falsely accused. Yes, that has been falsely accused. And we've had cases like that. But we, we move on and we forget the effect it has on that person, their family, 
because you're not just the only one getting accused. Mm. Your family name, you have a family name. Absolutely. Everybody start, you know, going. So for me, I, I definitely stand with two. What about Latasha that comes with a strong point saying that those who also uh, speak up, you know, loudest about, you know, uh, false rape accusations can be seen as rape they, apologists. They are, no, I disagree. They're not rape apologists. They're not. You're basically seeking for a fair system where people don't get accused wrongly. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me I'm a rape apologist. No, we're not. It's, it's the fact. You're actually doing a disservice to the people that are actually being raped when you're accusing somebody falsely of rape. That's the, that's the point there. Hmm. A disservice, a huge one. One person, one false accusation, yeah, it's a disservice to a thousand of, you know, rape, rape, cases. Rape, rape cases. So for me, that's just, no, no, I, I, I don't buy that. Nobody's a rape apologist by saying, you know what, you should not be accusing people wrongly or falsely. It's dangerous because if you accuse somebody and that person goes, you know, to commit suicide because nobody believes, because don't forget, it's their word against yours. Yes. Yep. And in cases where, you know, the, the guy actually did nothing, fam, somebody like me, I won't be able to cope. Somebody comes mm. to me like that. Mm. I won't be able to cope because everyone, where the damage has been done, you can never repair it. I'm sorry. Yeah. And it's not just, it's, it's just, it. The damage is too much to even comprehend. I've never been in, in yeah, that, that case before, but I've, I think there, there, I think there was a time an artist was, you know, one one of the mm. UK was accused of that, and we're trying to comprehend oh, more. This is crazy, but you can never measure the effect of that accusation. What about the reverse, where a woman makes an accusation that is actually true, unfortunately, is found in a position where she's going up against you know, a situation where she's not believed. And that's where we need to start working on our system, hmm. our process, you know, proper, you know, rule of law, where you know that, you know what, if actually this guy raped me, or if this girl raped me, because, hmm. you know, we often talk about rape, you know. It's about, both ways. You know, it's both ways. Yeah. I would get justice. Hmm. And that's why everything we do in Africa today, everything we do in Nigeria, hmm. we need to, Think about how we can better our system, our institutions, so that it works for us. Hmm. Because thousands, probably millions of people have died because absolutely you know, don't work. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Well said. Uh, staying in Nigeria, where media tycoon Mo Abudu responds to journalist Tubore uh, Ovuvure after the journalist appeared to have made copyright infringement allegations stemming from the Netflix movie uh, Olutore. Now, Ulutori, according to Mo, Abudu is a fictional movie inspired by true events surrounding the sex trafficking industry affecting young many young Nigerian women. Now, journalist Tubore had written her story in 2014, um, which was about her investigative journalism exploits uh, that took her into the dark work. Uh, dark world of sex trafficking. She alleges in, in a recent interview on Pulse Nigeria, shout out to the people at Pulse Nigeria, incredible platform, uh, that neither was she aware that the story was being made into a movie, nor did she give permission for her story to be recreated. Now, broadcaster Am Mogu Moabudu responded in a video where she said all legal steps were taken before making the movie, such as purchasing the rights to the story from Premium Times in assuming the magazine or news 
platform who published Tuborio's story, uh, as well as informing Tuborio of the next Netflix premiere. Now, reasons behind the cancellation of the cinema release and promising Tuborio 5% of the profits for Tuborio's foundation. She went ahead to state if Tuborio had issues with their side of the story, she'll be very happy to have that day in court. Now, it's another sensitive story. It's the sex trafficking industry that affects millions of women and young men around the world, um, especially from Nigeria. We have heard too many horror stories stemming from Benin all the way to Italy and around mm -hmm. Europe where women have been, you know, kidnapped, basically stolen from their families mm -hmm. and taken into this horrid world of sex trafficking. Now, uh, this young lady put herself in arm's way to dive deep into this underworld, uh, according to herself, to, to, to go and find out what was going on based on a personal experience of hers through her friend that disappeared and they later found out that she had been taken away and within months or years came back and died based on the experiences. So this was not only a story that was, uh, she just wanted to put out there for journalistic purposes, it was also personal to her, wanting to find out what happened to one of her closest friends growing up. Now, this movie is currently on Netflix, and I believe has been successful. The reception has been incredibly well. Um, but suddenly, uh, Miss Tubore shows up on uh, the media and accuses uh, the media mogul of copyright infringement, uh, not giving her blessing or permission for her story to be turned into a movie. Uh, and to that defense is what Mo'abudu, Mo the media mogul, is claiming to have gone through all the legal steps to ensure stuff like this doesn't happen. What are your thoughts about this story breaking from Nigeria? So I'm just catching up with the story, mm. and so I'm not too um, in tune with it yeah. in depth. But from some of the stuff I've seen, you begin to put a lot of question marks mm. on, on the reason why. Because I, I think I watched the um, Mohabudu, um, the media mogul's um, reply. Reply, yeah. And I just begin to put question marks like, why are you asking premium times for the content Personal of the rights? Story. Yeah. Why not the storyteller? Hmm. You know? Why not the storyteller? Why have you decided to pick the camera, um, the videographer, to be part of your project? And why not the storyteller? Because I feel like, you know... Because the, the director allegedly, Tubori, had contacted the director initially to shoot a movie telling the story. Mm -hmm. And apparently, the director, uh, Mr. Yang, the same one that was approached by the, the journalist, is the one that now shot this movie uh, that was being... And that, for me, puts a lot of questions. Like I said, why, why not the storyteller? Why not Tobore? Why not Tobore? And that's the question. But you, you did have you know, contact with Tobore, apparently, and there's an exchange. You gave her money. You know, these are not you know, this informal sort of like yeah, cash. Yeah. You know, take this cash. You know, you're communicating with her. I, I don't, it doesn't. I it think, doesn't. yes. I think when I watched the, 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 the video, the press video by the media mogul, Moabudu, where she spoke about the, having a relationship, I think she tried to, that part of that press side saying, you know, we had a personal relationship in the past. I'd interviewed her on my show in the past. I'd even helped her with a little bit of money when her father then passed away. Ask her. Ask her for the stories. But okay. she also said that, you know, in a text message that she showed us online saying that she also alerted 
uh, Miss Tubore that the movie was going to premiere on Netflix in 24 hours and a supposed response by Miss Tubore who said that, okay, that she was going to alert her circle that the movie was on, on Netflix or whatever, but... You know, that, that point over there is the typical Nigerian point, hmm. which is, you know, I think at large we have a lot of extractive institutions where people, you know, in position of power, the elite sort of find a way in which they kind of extract from the people hmm. and don't really do what they're meant to do, which is actually, you know, let this lady collect what she, you know, she rightfully deserves. I mean, because I saw her also mention like she's decided to give 5% to Tobore's um, charity. Charity. There are a lot of question marks, and I do not. Want, I obviously don't want to say too of much. Of course, because, it because there, not, it's a legal yeah, situation, a legal and we have to be clear just a lot of that questions. you know these are allegations yeah. that have been leveled against uh, uh, the the media mogul Mo Abudu, who also confirms that she's got legal representation and will be fighting these stories if it does turn up that the story uh, that this turns up in court. However, I also feel that the way the conversation is going, there's still a door open for negotiation. It's Tobori's story, man. This is Tobori's story. Hmm. And you love the story. You're fascinated with the story. You want to write around the story. You get Tobori and, you know, you, you walk on Yeah, don't... I mean, this whole thing is just obviously... I mean, it's... it's, it's and a, when you watch uh, Tobori's interview um, and some of the horrible experiences she went through and the trauma that she's been through and, you know, still dealing with and how sensitive and emotional that this story is to her. She sacrificed everything for this move, for this story. I, I, I think, you know, I would agree that she probably should be brought to the table, even apart from the contractual uh, the, the legal or the copyrights infringement levels, but also to ensure that psychologically she could deal with the release of the movie. Because if she's still suffering these incredible traumas, still lack of sleep, all of this stuff, and the movie comes out, you can imagine. That could be more traumatic yeah, than anything. You can imagine. Very, I mean, so people actually need to keep their eyes on, on her because hmm. it's not easy. You know, to go through that journey. And then at the end of it, to now see a media company come to, you know, say apparently they bought the right from Premium Times. Like, I don't even want to comment too much, hmm. honestly. Yeah, we'll be following this story closer to bring you the rest on that. And finally, in this week's Shopsy Do's and Don't segment, we have good news. Yeah. As if you remember, a few weeks ago, we reported here on Afrobeats Podcast, uh, Adisha Poe Live, that the American star producer Will I Am was accused of plagiarism, uh, where a, when a recent song credited to him was released featuring uh, ASAP Ferg and Hot 97's DJ Megan White, titled Culture. The song was actually an, un, an unauthorized remake of a South African star DJ Lag's Ice Drop released in 2016. Now, once outed on social media by fans from South Africa, Will I Am made a video apologizing to DJ Lags, claiming a misunderstanding led to his lack of credit, and so on. Well, fast forward to today, and DJ Lags confirmed that he has received settlement from Will I Am and was, and I quote, very, very happy with what he received, yeah. even though he couldn't say exactly how much he was paid. So even though we had bashed Will I Am for what uh, seemed to be a filthy and shifty 
business initially. We are very glad that DJ Lags got his just due and Will I Am did the necessary. What are your thoughts about that? I'm happy about that because the guy has been settled and, you know, obviously he's happy about that. That is exactly what we want. Hmm. We do not want people taking from other people. Absolutely. Just because they are powerful. Just, I mean, coming from that story we're yep. talking about with Moabudu and hmm. Tabori, it's just like if you know, you can definitely, you know, sometimes we get carried away. And, you know, when you, your attention has been called to what you're doing, you should turn around and fix, fix it. it. Hmm. Fix it with the cash. Like, let, let, let everybody them know. be happy. Don't give me petty money and tell me, uh, yeah, we're just giving you petty and yeah. uh, we've given you this. I was nice to you when your mother or dad was like, I, I found, give us the proper stuff we deserve. Hmm. And that's what William has done. He's done the right thing. Right thing. Yeah. And DJ Lags also confirmed that, you know, the, the negotiation was quick, fast, to the point, and he was extremely happy with what he got. And you know why? Because, because people spoke up. People spoke up, and William is in the state. Yeah, and, and he understands. A rule of law. You know, you know, you, you, it's not a case where you have to call uh, one um, eye chief or one, um, mm. you know, superintendent. You did, you, even your lawyers will tell you. That's it. So, William did the right thing, and I'm happy about that because at the end of the day, this creative industry can be very, you know, tricky. heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, it can be. And people can see their works, you know, taken and actually, you know, no credit given. yeah, and no credit given. Uh, you know, we were in the room yesterday on Clubhouse, and I think Fosa, the lawyer, was there. Yeah. And we asked her about this copyright thing, and even, you know, about even artists giving credits. So I was you, there. I think that to, was my room. Was it, was it your yeah, room? Yeah, that was my room on Clubhouse. And Shout outs to everybody, yeah. And I, I and everybody we, was there. It was I, incredible. I was sort of very, like, paying attention to that copyright bit. Yeah. And she said, you know, even by Nigerian law, you still have moral copyright or something mm. like that. Yeah. So moral even, duty. Yes, yeah. So even if you still want to hide and say, you know, legally you want you've to done your yeah, bits. It has to Morally, be there. the metadata has to really owe, like this is you hold this absolutely. property. It's your IP. And that's it. Any nation that is unable to protect IP, yeah, will never prosper. <laughs> say it again, brother. Any nation that is unable to protect IP intellectual will never, property. It's not possible. If you can't protect um Apple's um IP. You think we'll have iPhones? Hmm. You, you think that's it? People's brain work. You have to be able to protect it. And that's why it's very, you know, it's a very interesting topic when people are speaking around it. If you cannot protect IP, lands, even lands, put lands aside, IP. Intellectual Because property. it's IP we're using to design laptop and all these things. Somebody's brainchild. Yes. So you, you have to protect it. If you can't protect it, you're not prospering. There's nothing because if you, if you know the next man is going to steal your idea, why do you want to, what's the incentive for you to actually create it? And when you create it and the next man actually steals it, it's, it's going nowhere because it's your idea. You know how, So any nation that is unable to protect IP cannot prosper. Cannot prosper. Yeah. On that note, we end this edition of Adi Chopin Live, the official Afrobeats podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment, share, uh, anywhere you get your podcast. As always, my brother uh, TJ of Cool African Merch. Yes, I appreciate yes. you for coming in and having a sit down with me. Anytime. More importantly, I love my top as well. So if you like any of this stuff that you see today, either myself or TJ wearing, go to yep. the website. Uh, what's the website? Where they, can they get www. it? www.com 
www.coolafricanmerch.com. On Instagram, you can also find us on Cool African Merch. We're building something special. <laughs> we're we're, we're uh, interfacing with the culture in a different way, and you're going to see more exciting stuff coming. And this is very important for us. Um, and you know, we're not taking it for granted. All of our t-shirts are organic <laughs> t-shirts. They're actually sustainable products. So. Um, aside from that, there are more exciting stuffs coming on our on our website very soon. Cool African merch. It's about the culture. Let's let's let's, let's support. Let's support. support. Like I said, nobody will celebrate us unless we celebrate ourselves. Shout outs to the people behind the camera. I'm talking about Afri Media Studios, Will uh, Willow Studios, Michael Tubes in the cut as well. And yes. shout outs to IO Media, LM Media, the entire team. Until next time, same place, same time. And I'm Adi Shopu Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. We Thanks out, me. brother. Thanks for